Thank you for listening to the podcast of John Thiel Maasbach. We hope it inspires you and pray this message will bless you. Hello, my friends. We are journeying together with Elijah and through his life. And we have just arrived in Sarapath. And Sarapath means melting oven. And so Elijah, after the brook chariot had dried up, arrived in Sarapath according to the commandment of the Lord. And the Lord said, there is a widow there that I have commanded to take care of you. But when he arrived there, that widow said, I don't have a crumb of bread in my house. Well, what a situation for Elijah to be, that he arrived there hungry, thirsty, and the Lord had spoken and said, there is a widow, I've commanded her. Well, he must have thought he was going to some rich widow who had a whole house full of food and wonderful things. But when he came there, it was a poor woman who had nothing, no more bread, no crumb of bread in her house for her or her son or Elijah. But Elijah was encouraged because he had hope upon the Lord. I want you to have hope upon the Lord today and be encouraged. Even if things go from bad to worse, be encouraged today. When things went from bad to worse, my father always cried out and said, Hallelujah, this is the announcement that a blessing is on its way. He always believed that when things would go worse, that meant that the Lord is just coming closer with his answer and with his miracle. And the Lord has answered my father and has blessed him and fulfilled all the promises that he gave my father. And so he has done in my life, Ebenezer, up to this point. And I believe he will do so to my last breath. And he will do so for you, my dear friend, because you are also a precious pearl in the hand of the father, of the heavenly father, and he will take care of you. It says in Numbers chapter 31, verse 22 and 23, only the gold, the silver, the bronze, the iron, the tin, and the lead, everything that can stand fire, you shall pass through the fire, and it shall be clean. Nevertheless, it shall also be purified with the water of purification, and all that cannot stand fire, such as fabrics, you shall pass through the water. What does this say? All that can stand fire, you shall pass through the fire, and that's where it will be cleansed. And so, my friend, you and me, there is something in your heart that is precious. It is something precious like gold or silver, but God wants it to be purified and cleansed. So you have to go through the fire. I have to go through the fire. Elijah had to go through the fire, and that which he had deposited in Elijah. Elijah was a man like you and like me, so it's also deposited into you by the Lord God Almighty. It has to go through the fire to be cleansed and purified. In other words, to be made ready for service. We need to be made ready for God's service so something precious can be in us, but it can be that it's not ready for service yet. It first needs to be purified. How does that precious thing become purified? Well, it passes through the fire. And so you and me, we go to those places like Serapath, and it can be a total different place 
a total different surrounding and circumstance, but yet God is using it as a serapot, as a place which is called melting oven to bring us through fire and be purified by the fire and be made ready for service. And it will just make us more valuable and it will make us that we can be used by the Lord. And that's what we want. Isn't that what you want, my dear friend? It's what I want. Well, when I'm in the fire, in the oven, I might cry and say, Lord, oh Lord, just leave it, leave it. But deep down in my heart, and I know it's the same with you, you want to be used by the Lord. Well, the only way that you can be used by the Lord is for that precious thing that he has deposited into your heart, into your character, into your life that it will be purified and made ready. But don't think that the Lord drops us off at the oven and leaves us. No, his hand of love is there with us all the way through that fire. And he's there to take care of us and to help us. And the purpose of that oven is not to destroy us. It's not because of the anger of the Lord. No, it's because of his love and it's to make us more usable in the kingdom of God. When God places his children into the melting oven, he will also supply in all our needs. Elijah said to that woman who said, I don't have anything except a little flour and a little oil. Elijah said, do not fear. Go and do as you have said. Just make me a little bread from it first and bring it out to me. And afterward, you may eat and make one for yourself and make one for your son. For this is what the Lord God of Israel says. The bowl of flour shall not be exhausted, nor shall the jar of oil be empty until the day that the Lord sends rain again on the face of the earth. This is 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 13 and 14. Oh, do you believe that word? That woman, oh, why is she going to believe that word of that strange man that suddenly appeared on the horizon and suddenly calls out to her after he had heard that she had nothing? Oh, he heard that she had nothing. And still he asks her, bring me a bread first, and then that flower pot shall not be exhausted, and that jar of oil will not run dry. It will have enough, and you will have enough. There will be enough for you and your son until the day that the Lord sends rain again upon the earth. Do you believe that word? This is the reason why God sent Elijah all the way to Sarapath, to this widow, because there was faith in her heart. She believed that word. Oh, there were many widows, but most, no, I should say all those widows, they would have laughed at Elijah. They would have said, well, I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to rob that little oil and that little flower that I have left in my pot. You're trying to rob me of it. I don't believe you. You're speaking out of some other kind of motivation. I don't know what you're planning or scheming, but I'm not giving ear to that. No, I'm not listening to that. I'm just going to do what I had purposed and what I had planned, but not this widow. She did according to the word of Elijah because she had faith in her heart. Oh, that's why I believe in those important words of the Lord in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33 
where it says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these other things shall be added unto you. First, seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Oh, that is so important for us even today. Do we believe the word of the Lord? Do we believe the word that he speaks to us? It's so important that we understand that the Spirit of God always works in connection with the Word of the Lord. You cannot say, I'm full of the Spirit, but I don't believe the Word. I heard of this priest who said, I'm a priest. He had studied to be a priest, but he didn't believe in the Lord God at all. How can you be a priest and not believe in the Lord God Almighty or not believe in His Word? How can you say, I'm full of the Holy Spirit, but not believe the word that he has spoken, the word that he has written down for you and for me. Oh, it's so important that we have that word. Well, the spirit and the power of Elijah is also available for you and for me. And we have to go on that journey. And on that journey, things will happen even when we think that God has left us even when we think that he's not working in our lives, those are the very times that God is so near and that he is bringing about a change that is necessary for you and for me that we may be able to walk in the power and in the spirit also of Elijah, which is the power of the spirit of the Lord God Almighty. I just have to think back of that time that I was in Switzerland And I saw that great sunrise. Oh, it was so beautiful as those white mountaintops came into the sunlight and it was glowing. But you know, the valley, the houses in the valley were still in darkness. This is how it can be sometimes that the mountaintops already are experiencing and enjoying the wonderful light of the sun, even though those houses that are in the valley are still in darkness. Oh, maybe in your life, the sun is already coming up, but it hasn't reached you yet. Oh, it can take hours before that sun that is already visible on the mountaintops will reach those houses in the valleys. But it's also like that in the dispensation of the Holy Spirit. We see in the Old Testament that the Spirit was there as the sun was on the mountaintops It was there in the Old Testament on those several people that God had specially chosen, and Elijah was sure one of them. But on the other hand, we see that in the New Testament, that sunlight that was shining in the Old Testament on the mountaintop has finally reached the houses that are in darkness in the valley, and now all can be filled with the Holy Spirit. And we are living in that time today in the dispensation of the Holy Spirit, that that sunlight is not only on the mountaintops, on those few people that have been chosen and specially chosen for certain jobs and works and callings, but it's on the houses in the valleys. Oh, I'm so thankful for that. I I, I like that, that picture that it shows us because we believe in the New Testament after Jesus had died and resurrected, that he opened up the door for the Holy Spirit to flood every believer's heart and to fill us. Oh, Elijah was one of those men that was filled with the Holy Spirit. And we take that as an example. The the great longing of Elisha, who came after Elijah, was, I want a double portion of the Spirit that was on 
Elijah. And we read in the New Testament, when the angel of the Lord was speaking to Zacharias about his son who was coming, John, who we had to name John, who is John the Baptist, the angel of the Lord said, he will be a forerunner to the Messiah. He will be a forerunner to Jesus in the spirit and power of Elijah. Isn't it wonderful to read in the New Testament when they wanted to have an example of someone who was filled by the Holy Spirit, they took Elijah as an example, as a man who had the Spirit of God in his life. Oh, that Spirit of the Lord, that Spirit that was upon Elijah, that is the same Spirit, it says, that was in John the Baptist. Oh, John the Baptist, when he heard Jesus near, even though he was in the womb, he heard the mother's greet of Mary. It says the baby, he jumped up and he was filled by the Holy Spirit. And even Jesus himself had that Holy Spirit, as he says in Luke chapter 4, in verse 1, it says, Now Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness. And then in verse 14, Jesus went back to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, and the news about him spread through the entire region. One thing, he was full of the Holy Spirit. But then later on, we read, after that time in the wilderness, he was full of the power of the Spirit. Do you see the difference there? In one part, it says he was full of the Spirit. But then after that desert experience, he was full of the power of the Spirit. That's what we are talking about in the life of Elijah. As he journeys from Gilead and to those different places, now he's in Sarapath, which is a melting oven. It's the same for you, my dear friend. As you are journeying from one place to the other, one place you are full of the Spirit. Glory to God for that. But as you are going through the desert, as you are going through the dry times, as you are going through the melting oven, something is being changed in you. There is a manifestation of the character of Christ that is developed in you. There is a change that is necessary for you to be able to experience not just the fullness of the Spirit, but to experience the power of the Spirit. Elijah, when he came upon Mount Carmel, was not just standing there in the fullness of the Holy Spirit. He was standing there in the power of the Holy Spirit. If you want to stand in this world today, in front of all those idol worshipers, in front of all those evil spirits, in front of all those that oppose God, oppose Jesus, oppose the cross and the message of truth and the message of life. You cannot just stand there in the fullness of the Spirit. You need to stand there in the power of the Spirit. I read in the book of Acts many times how the apostles were standing in the power of the Spirit and how demons were fleeing and sickness had to go, and the word came out with such power and authority that hearts changed. Didn't we just read that the angel said to Zechariah, he will turn the hearts. It's the spirit that turns the heart. The hearts are being turned by the power of the spirit. When Elijah was on Mount Carmel, the hearts of the people were turning back to the Lord God Almighty. Oh, the Lord wants to do the same today, my dear friend. I feel the anointing so very strongly at this moment that God is longing to turn the hearts of those that are lost in our generation and in the generation that is before us, that's coming after us. He wants to change those hearts 
back to himself, but he needs vessels. He needs people who have gone to the brook chariot, who have gone to Sarapath, to the melting oven, who have come through those times and there has come a change in their life. And now they are not just standing in the fullness of the Spirit, but they are standing in the power of the Spirit. As Paul said, I'm not just preaching with words of man's wisdom, but I'm standing in demonstration and in authority and in the power of the Spirit. And as he spoke, oh, as Peter spoke, when he was speaking in the power of the Spirit, it says his words came out like arrows and they were piercing the hearts of those people that had such hardened hearts. But yet that word that came out in the power of the Spirit came out in such anointing, came out in such authority that it pierced those hardened hearts and they cried out, what must we do to be saved? Oh, we want to have that effect. When Elijah was on Mount Carmel and he asked the people, how long will you falter on two thoughts? How long will you serve Baal and try to serve God? When will you make a choice? They had nothing to say. But after that demonstration of power and authority, the power and authority of the Holy Spirit in which he was standing and the Lord answering with fire from heaven, hallelujah, it says they all cried out, the Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. Oh, my dear friends, oh, this is what we need today. This is what we are asking in prayer today. Lord, oh, pierce the hearts of the people who are so far away from you and your word. Pierce their hearts with the word of God. Well, how do you think that will happen? That will happen through men and women. Oh, young men, young women, old men, old women who have gone through this whole journey like Elijah and who have become less of themselves and who have become full of the Holy Spirit and who are standing in that power and authority and who are speaking the word. Oh, I tell you, this is so important. And these conditions are so important. The conditions of the heart. We have to go through these places like Sarapath where we become empty of ourselves. That's a condition of the heart. That is a necessity. Oh, if you want to be filled with the power, you cannot be full of yourself. So you need to go to a place. God needs to bring you to a place where you become empty of yourself. And as you become empty of yourself, you're becoming full of the Holy Spirit. And as you're becoming fuller of the Holy Spirit, you're becoming fuller of his power and of his authority. It is a necessity, my dear friend. It is a necessity that we become empty of ourselves. And that's what happens at a place like Sarapath, at Sarapath, where Elijah had to wait upon the Lord and faith waits for the fulfillment of the plan of God. Oh, while he was waiting there, as he was totally dependent upon God for every day, God did not bring a mountain of bread, God did not bring a storehouse full of bread. He wanted Elijah to be daily dependent upon him, to be so closely connected, not to the method and the means, because the method and the means were nothing. It was a widow who didn't even have a crumb of bread in her house, but Elijah was connected to the source, and he knew that source can supply through a raven, that source can supply through a widow who has nothing, who doesn't even have a crumb. I'm connected to him, and whatever means, whatever way that God wants to use, he will use it to his 
glory and his honor and his praise. And so he was waiting there and he was going through that time of the oven of being melted, being purified, being changed to the character of Christ himself. And he came out in the power. And when it was ready and when it was time, God said to Elijah, now you must go to Ahab and show yourself. Oh, and Elijah was ready. Oh, just as Jesus was ready. And Jesus said those mighty words. He said, oh, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. He has sent me to announce release, pardon and forgiveness to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set free those who are oppressed, those who are downtrodden, who are bruised, who are crushed by tragedy. Oh, my dear friend, and that same spirit that was on Elijah, that same spirit that was in John the Baptist, that same spirit, all that was upon Jesus, it is also upon us today. Oh, it's upon you, I believe, today. Well, are you going to believe it? Are you going to believe it? Are you going to be satisfied with having a little tingling? Are you going to be satisfied with having a little chill up your spine? Are you going to be satisfied to have that little cup and you can drink it for yourself and it's just enough for you? Oh, and you're happy, you're satisfied. Or are you wanting and longing to be so full of that spirit and not just the fullness of the spirit, but to be changed and transformed, to come into the power and authority of the spirit that God can use you like he used in Elijah and so many others in his word to bring a change and transformation in the nation, in the hearts of the people. Oh, I pray this is your longing and your quest today as you are giving yourself and surrendering yourself totally and completely and wholly to the Lord and to the Holy Spirit and to do his bidding. Oh, to be obedient, unconditionally obedient to him as he can do his will and have his way with you. Father, I pray for my listeners today that if they think they are in a place where nothing is happening, that they may see that there is so much going on right now. You are emptying them of every human means, of every natural way of supply. Oh, you are disconnecting them of this world and of the things of this world. You are disconnecting them even of themselves, of trusting upon themselves. Oh, that they will trust upon no one, not even upon themselves, but only upon you. Oh, great God and creator, you have a perfect plan. You have something in mind to do in this generation and in the next generation. And I pray this very moment that you will touch them, encourage them, that they will not give up at Sarapath as the fire is there, as they are in that melting oven, that they will not give up and walk away but that they will see it through, through the power of the Holy Spirit, through the patience of the fruit of the Spirit, that they will see it through to the very end, Lord, and they will come out in your strength, in your power, just like Jesus, your Son, and that they will have that anointing and that power to set the captives free, oh, to preach the gospel to those that are lost, Lord, and that miracles will happen in their ministry and in their life. I thank you, Lord. You have a plan and a purpose, and you will bring it to fulfillment every time and again and again, even this day, hallelujah. 
in the lives of those that are listening. Thank you for this example of Elijah as we follow him and go with him up to Mount Carmel now. We believe that victory is before us in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Do you wish to listen to more messages? Go to themessagestation.com. Also visit us at maasbach.com. 